Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. The podcast series has been created to shine a light on the diverse and inspiring careers of Australia's pharmacists. Each episode will focus on the varied career opportunities within the pharmacy industry by exploring the career paths taken by leaders in the fields of community pharmacy, hospital, industry, government and professional organisations. Careers never follow a defined path. Everyone's story is different and unique in their own way. The podcast series will help you discover the world of opportunities that exist and reveal pathways to achieve your dreams and aspirations. Whether you are a pharmacy student, early career pharmacist, or simply looking for a change at any stage of your career, the podcast series is designed to help you navigate ways into a career and a life that you love. Your host of the podcast series is Ali Sue. Ali, herself a pharmacist, is now the founder of Global Pharmacy Entrepreneurs and a passionate advocate for pharmacists to grow, innovate, excel, and make a lasting impact in the world. It's now over to our host, Ali Sue. Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. It's Ali Sue. Today, we're excited to have Nicole Lennon from the Pharmacy Guild of Australia joining us. Nicole is a pharmacist policy advisor with the Pharmacy Guild of Australia National Secretariat, works within the practice policy and regulations team. She has previously worked as a chief pharmacist and business development manager, providing ongoing training, mentoring, and regulatory advice to pharmacists and pharmacy owners, along with development of pilot patient support programs with various companies. In this episode, Nicole shares with us how she became the chief pharmacist and moved from the dispensary to becoming the business development manager of the pharmacy group and policy advisor at the Pharmacy Guild. Without further ado, let's welcome Nicole. Welcome, Nicole, to your Pharmacy Career Podcast. I'm very excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. You have worked in numerous different pharmacy groups in community pharmacies, uh, both as a pharmacist, a pharmacy manager, but also you've now worked for the Guild, Pharmacy Guild of Australia, as a pharmacist policy advisor. I'm sure for for our listeners, we're looking for different opportunities. We're really interested in what you're doing now. And also, of course, your pharmacy journey. Sounds good. Okay. So I was one of those socializers at high school. I didn't actually finish high school. Um, It just wasn't for me at the time. So I went on to have uh, my son and uh, work at various jobs until I hit about 28 when I decided that I really needed something more worthwhile to to work towards uh, in that career. Uh, I actually went and saw an adult career counsellor and to find out what would be best suited to me thinking that I was going to go into dentistry because I had a a fixation on teeth Um, but they decided that through all the questions it took about two and a half hours uh, that pharmacy was probably one of the best options for me to look into. I'd never considered pharmacy before um, so really didn't think like most people what a pharmacist actually does to me at the time I think it was just they hand out medication and that's it I went to uni as a mature age student uh, got into pharmacy uh, the year that I turned 30 and decided that it was what I should have been doing all along uh, and I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me prior to that 
so from there, I went through my years at uni, not really participating in a lot of on-site uni activities because I was a lot older than most of the students there, but started more focusing in store. And at the time I was working with Star Pharmacy Group, um, who were based in South Australia, but I was in Queensland. Uh, and I had some amazing mentors within that group that really showed me that professional services and compliance regulatory was kind of where my jam was at uh, and what I should be focusing on. Once I finished my degree, I started my internship with Star Pharmacy Group and from there went straight into store management with one of their stores in Brisbane. Decided that I probably wasn't the best thing for me. I wasn't really coping with the day-to-day -day of running a pharmacy although I liked all the daily tasks it's uh, it just wasn't that I thought this is great this is what I want to do I took a little breakout from Star Pharmacy Group and went and worked for a little independent pharmacy in Ipswich uh, who I thought would teach me some different things that would help me decide what part of pharmacy I preferred and that made me realize that I wanted to go back to a bigger group I didn't really like the independent because sometimes they make decisions that I wasn't quite happy with or that didn't quite fit in with the regulations that I thought that it should and in saying that I'm I probably always have been a rule follower so that's probably why I knew that it wasn't for me so once I went back to Staff Pharmacy Group, I actually went on as their pharmacy services manager. So um, helping stores to understand their requirements for some types of compliance, but then also helping them to increase their revenue in store um, through pharmacy programs um, and patient support programs. And then from there, I moved on to Campro Chemist. Um, who then later on acquired Chemist Outlet Group in New South Wales uh, and commenced as their business development manager for dispensary, uh, which then evolved into the chief pharmacist for the group, which has about 150 stores now. Um, so overseeing all of those and uh, making sure that they were all on the right path with compliance and building relationships with companies to increase that revenue for them. After that, I'd been there about a year, a year and a half, and I decided that there was a position at the Guild that I thought looked really interesting for a director's position. I've always been a high achiever, so even though I've probably only six years out of uni now, um, decided that that was something that I was interested in. Someone else was given that job, which is amazing. She is wonderful. Um, and I don't think they could have picked any better. Um, and looking at it now, it probably wasn't the right choice for me but thankfully the guild saw something in me that they um, all enjoyed uh, and they liked the type of person that I was and my passions uh, and they actually came up with a position of a pharmacist policy advisor for me um, at National Secretariat uh, so I've just recently commenced with them in that role and loving it it's everything that I could have hoped for uh, in my dream uh, career progression when you're going in as a mature student, you already know your identity, what you like. How did you find out? What's the process? What process did you take for you to find out what you're really interested in? Um, 
look honestly my hat goes off to um, anyone that goes straight from high school into university knowing that oh I'm going to go in and be a pharmacist or a doctor or anything that they've decided is their chosen career path because at 17 uh, all I could think about was either partying or going out and socializing it never was anything that oh look I've got a career path that I want to work towards um, and it really wasn't like I said until I hit about 27 28 that I started to think I'm missing out on where um, I can be contributing more I think one of the mentors that I had at Star Pharmacy Group really the mentoring that I got from her was very professional services based. It was teaching me um, everything to do with your every service that was available, whether it be through pharma programs, because that had recently started to ramp up um, your guild care um, programs, the patient support ones. Um, later on, MedAdvisor started to bring in their support programs. And I think when I started to read more at uni around the legislation itself, uh, that was where I started to decide I actually really like the the set out of the rules um, and why that was in place, obviously to protect everyone and protect patients. But um, that's where I really started to look into, I think legislation um, and regulatory is where I should be focusing on because I was a rule follower as much as, you know, we all work sometimes within a gray area um for the most part um I definitely have followed the rules which is what led me to deciding that that was where I should have been focusing the whole time in terms of positions in pharmacy majority of our early career pharmacists only know you know position called dispensing pharmacist or pharmacy manager um we don't really yeah. know what's beyond that and I think you're the perfect person to share with us what's outside of this dispensary. So first of all, how did you get into something like the chief pharmacist or in the business development manager role that you do more than just dispensing? Um, I kind of got the pathway into the chief pharmacist BDM role. I was traveling a lot for work with Star Pharmacy Group and I had decided that um, I needed to spend some time at home. My son, who is about to turn 19, was 17 at the time and trying to finish year 12. And, it, you know, during COVID, it was extremely difficult. Uh, and as a pharmacist, if you've got to travel, you still travel. So the COVID restrictions didn't apply to us um, when we had to work. So I made that decision that I was ready to um, stop traveling for the company. Uh, and I reached out to the director, uh, one of the directors who I was um, quite friendly with, still am to this day, um, let him know that this was my decision. Um, and did he know anyone around the Gold Coast area where um, they would be looking for someone with my skills? Um, and he actually reached out to the um, CEO and COO of Kempro uh, and they got me in for a meet and greet. And then I went through the interview process. So they had never actually had a professional services pharmacist or anything along those lines that would help them to increase their um, their revenue or to increase their business with other suppliers. 
I sat through quite a, a lengthy um, interview process with them and told them exactly what I could bring to the business for them. Um, and, you know, at the end of my 18 months with them, I had over delivered on that. So um, I'm quite proud of what I was able to do with the company in 18 months. Um, so I think that if I hadn't have been given that opportunity from the directors of um, the previous company, um, I probably still would have been working as a dispensing pharmacist. So um, I was very lucky in that. But yeah, um, they were quite happy to recommend me. What are the, some skill sets? Or how could they develop themselves towards that pathway? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think when I first got the, the position, so we kind of co-labeled it as a business development manager, um, professional services pharmacist. So we had the dual title there until it um, evolved into chief pharmacist. But even for myself, I was like, well, what does a, a BDM do? I had no idea um, and had to do a quick Google search on, you know, what, what is a BDM and what do they do in the day-to-day -day and how is that going to help a pharmacy in their dispensary um, to, to grow? Uh, and then I started to, once I'd read it through that, I looked at and thought, okay, so really I would be looking at how can I help them improve their business? So having the background, I've, I've been a manager in multiple points throughout my life um, and quite quickly I've got good leadership skills. So I think that that's definitely something that um, they'd need to have or be able to put the time in to learn. I was constantly reading different um, regulations, the, the legislations for at that time, I was doing three different states. So I had Queensland, New South Wales and South Australia that I was keeping on top of. I had written procedures for um, the company that I was with. So I knew exactly down to like, what do you do with an S8 in this state? Um, how is it destroyed? Um, how do I get different um, pharmacies with different um, communities? to do something similar, but still um, meet their community's requirements. Um, so I think having good interpersonal skills is definitely a must. Leadership, um, reading, a lot of research and reading, uh, and making sure that you take the time out to speak to different companies and different banner groups, see what they do that makes them stand out from everyone else. Yeah, I think that that's probably the biggest um, skills, uh, the development of skills that I could put into that. That networking is is something that you just can't push to the side. Uh, I do tend to be, like most pharmacists, introverted, um, except for when I'm at work, I can be extroverted. Um, but then I tend to kind of go back into my shell and I still need to remind myself that networking is the key to everything. So mm -hmm. um, when I was attending events, I would make sure that I would um, ask someone if I wasn't sure who they were, um, who is that person, what do they do? Um, so then I could work out, okay, where could they help me um, to grow either myself Mm. Um, personally or professionally um, mm. and then how can I use that in my day-to-day -day work so now you've already worked with uh, Pharmacy Guild of Australia as the pharmacist policy advisor what do you do in that position 
yeah, I actually, you know, you get a position description and you read it and you think, oh, wow, okay, yeah, that, that sounds really great. Um, when I started last month, I was just, oh, I have no idea what a pharmacist policy advisor actually does. Um, the team that I work within is um, our practice policy and regulation team. So what we do is look at um, anything that has to do with policy regulation and practice in pharmacy. Uh, if there's any policies that need to be revised, um, if there's any submissions from another say APRA, the medical board, those sort of things, um, we would sit down and research that and then write the submission to them. Um, most of them are public consultations. Some of them are pre-public consultations. So a lot of research, um, a lot of talking to people uh, and a lot of writing uh, and working out how you can best come across for what's in the best interests of pharmacies, pharmacy owners, um, and in overall, just pharmacists in general. Do you have any advice you want to share with our early career pharmacist, you know, from your own pharmacy journey, anything that to help them, to inspire them uh, to create a successful pharmacy career? Yeah, find a mentor that aligns with your core values and your morals. Um, we all hear about the pharmacists that, you know, um, aren't the nicest to work for or the owners that aren't nice to work for. Find someone who you see them practicing, you like the way that they practice um, and it's something similar to what you would like to do um, and ask them for to be your mentor. I have worked with interns, uh, programs with both STAR and then helping with developing the intern uh, training program with CAMPRO, so their own internal one. Um, and our goal was to always set them up with someone that they could go to to ask questions or, um, or to give advice to. So as long as you've got someone that you're able to touch base with, whether it's just a text, a quick phone call, an email, um, hey, look, I think this is something that I might be interested in. What are your thoughts on that? Um, really, yeah, um, hone in on those where you think you want to go and finding someone that can help you with that. I'm always the first person to put my hand up for anyone and say, if you have any questions or you're not sure of anything, um, get in contact with me. Uh, I don't have any issues with that. I'm more than happy to have a chat. My career path took a very zigzaggy path um, compared to what some people do um, so I've experienced probably a little bit of the outlying paths towards being where I am right now uh, so and that comes down to me always asking questions uh, always finding someone that I could um, touch base with the networking that's a, a huge one even if you don't feel like attending those events like APP, um, if you're going along to those sort of things, um, make sure that you do go up and have a talk with the presenters or with um, any of the guild representatives because you're always going to be able to find someone who knows something that you're going to be interested in or can point you in the direction of someone that uh, would be best for you to speak to. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for sharing your advice and wisdom. No, thank you for having me.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. If you enjoyed this episode and know anyone else who you think would benefit from it, we would be grateful if you could share it with them. Together, we help even more pharmacists develop a career and life they love. If you have any questions or suggestions about future podcast episodes, please reach out to us via email info at ravensrecruitment.com.au.